And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 163, a.k.a. season 2, episode 31. Uh, coming at you this Saturday morning, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And recurring special guest host sometimes, on occasion, comes in when he wants to... Ron Santo. And since we do this show uh, as a call-in, even though most people are too chicken shit to actually call in and discuss politics and whatever's with us, uh, here are those numbers for you to dial. 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you guys this week? Um, well, I, I have something I want to talk about, um, but... Do I think, it. I think Bronsanto wanted wanted to talk about some free speech uh, things about uh, what he should maybe sing or not sing. Um, was he doing karaoke or something? Yeah. So I was at that karaoke place in Coppola uh, last night, and um, you know I, I listen to rap sometimes. You know, and uh, lately I've just been really into Kanye West. Uh, the only reason he ever came across my radar is because you know the whole political thing so any any kind of rapper or, or really anyone involved with politics it's going to catch my attention otherwise I, I don't really know too much about artists and their personal lives and their views and, and shit like that so that's the only reason i'm into kanye west it's not because like oh hey uh he, his political views agree with me it's just that he has some kind of political view that is really controversial. So I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll watch his video, see what he says, read his tweets, all that. And now I'm really into Kanye West. So okay. I've been listening to his music. Before you go too much further, are, is this really your first foray into Kanye? Because he's been controversial for yeah. years. Yeah, but he not like really in a political way. That's true. You know what I mean, like it, he, he had never really got into politics so it just never okay never caught my attention before i don't know like okay. i listen to his music but i i don't really know that much about i like i know he's crazy and seeing crazy shit but i didn't yeah. know it, it wasn't real political before and so now yeah. it is and and now i got i got back into him i guess that's kind of so, the, the the way i see it i look at it and i go like well he's controversial and i'm aware of it right that means it like transcends pop culture because i don't really follow pop culture mm -hmm. But I go, oh, you know, even, even like looking through the news, oh, Kanye, Kanye's at it again. And now he's like, you know, delving into the politics. I saw a headline this morning. I didn't post it at show prep, but it was like Kanye's being accused of being like a white supremacist and a Russian spy yeah. agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's exactly why it caught my attention. You know, okay. Only because he's he's involved with the political scene and now they're they're trying to put him in a box and all that. So. That, all right, please go on. My okay. Okay, so last night, you know, I'm singing some Kanye West songs, and it's often the case that uh, he says nigga. You know what I'm Like, he, there's, the word comes up in various songs that he writes, and it's on the lyrics, it's on the screen. Um, <laughs> and I guess, I guess the rule is that I'm not supposed to say that, right? Whenever that word comes up, I'm supposed to, uh, I don't know, like go quiet or supposed to say, say N-word. We're allowed yeah, to say yeah, N-word. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so under, under no circumstances do does Bronson Kahui ever use the term N-word. Like, that, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's like, I'll say, no, that guy called him a nigger, and then he punched him in the face. 
You know, okay. like I, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say the, I'm not gonna use the euphemism, which, it, it, like in in your mind, you know exactly what word I'm talking about. So you've already the word is already like being said in your head. You know, it's just that we're not allowed to say it. And I'm like, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what happened, right? This is an accurate description of the event that just occurred. That guy called that guy over there a nigger. Then that guy responded by punching him in the face, and then they got into a fight. It, you know, it's like. I'm not gonna say he called him the N-word. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's just my view in general. I, I don't think it proves that I'm a racist or anything like that. Um, <laughs> you know, like I know I'm not a racist, and so well, you're also a little com- bit brown too. So. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, and it's and the other thing is I'm racially ambiguous. Ambiguous. So are Hawaiians allowed to say, uh, like, "What's up, nigga"? Because I, I kind of <laughs> do that sometimes. You know, I do that if I'm just fucking around with people, but I don't know what the rule is because uh, he knows, you know, like like fat like Fat Joe, he, he says it, you know, and he's pretty white for the most part. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, Latino rappers out there. DJ Khaled, you know, they're like, what's up, nigga? And so I kind of like gave myself that right after, you know, view it like, well, you know, I probably would have gave it to myself anyways. But Are, are you trying to make um, the claim that minorities are allowed to use that word, but white people no, are not? No, that's the thing. <laughs> I think if I was white, I think I, I think if I was white, I'd probably do the same thing anyways. But it kind of, uh, and I'm describing the social rules. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, socially, it's kind of a little bit more accepted for me to say it than, like, for you. I don't, I don't know. I don't make the rules. I'm, I'm just explaining them. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the rule is. Like, are Hawaiians even allowed to say it in the first place? You know, that's kind of ambiguous. Okay. What, what do you think? <laughs> do you want to take this one first, Matt? MC? Oh, no, go for it. Okay. So, in, I also don't have a problem with the word in context, right? Like, I, I listen to a bunch of gangster rap myself, and if I'm singing along... I'll say it, right? But I also, I don't go out of my way to use it um, just because it doesn't really, it doesn't roll off my tongue like it rolls off yours. <laughs> so, uh, but I will also say, if you're looking at what, what the general societal consensus is, is kind of what I suggested, which is, you know, if if you don't look white, right, you can probably get away with it because really... It's the, the, the affectation of racism comes from white people because it's a slave. It's like it harkens back to like a slavery term, right? When, when, it, when it wasn't like my nigga, it was all oh, those niggers, right? So if, in, in that oh, it's con- still like that. I, I, like I lived in the South, man, and uh, they, they, give me, they give me the lecture. Like uh, there, there's this lecture, and if you ever live in the South, you'll get it. You know, as long as they establish that uh you're white enough i guess to, to have the lecture and the lecture goes something like this um so there's a difference between niggers and black people and okay. uh, i guess black people are uh how would i say I, I don't remember exactly how it goes but they're like uh, uh normal i guess normal black people whereas a nigger is robbing raping stealing blah 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 so they, 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 they say, like, when I say the word nigger, I'm not talking about a black man. I, I love black man. I respect black man. But it's the niggers I hate. 
and okay. they they explain it they explain it in that way, right? So for them, there's like a a distinction, but then oftentimes it's these same people who will say like, "Oh, look, there's three niggers coming," and I was like, "Well, how do you know they're niggers?" Like according <laughs> to your your own internal logic, like you, you're you said yourself that you know they. They very well could be black people. He's like, well, no, they're niggers because they're black. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. Okay. That contradicts your entire lecture that you gave about the difference between uh, niggers and black people, right? Okay. Like that, you, you told me that there's a difference, but then now you're saying like all black people are niggers. So uh, I don't know. It doesn't add up to me. <laughs> well, also historically, Irish people were grouped into that nigger category, right? Really? Yeah. Were they? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had it, no idea. It, when, when they, I don't know the full history, but my, my limited knowledge of it is when Irish people immigrated to the United States, um, they were grouped into the same categories as other non-whites because they were Irish, right? They're like the, you know, the bastard stepson of the European Union. So, and it, and it took them a while Right, because you know they they were stereotyped as lazy drunkards, right? Who were dangerous on the job site and like didn't do anything, right? So, so your classic stereotype of you know of of, of those people, um, and and it took a while for for that stereotype to break through. Now, that being said, I I don't care you know what goes on in the South. I think a lot of the South is like alt righty shaded racism right oh they, like, they are I mean, they know I they're mean, racist it's... we know they're racist and yet they try to pretend yeah. like they're not anymore and we no, kind of no, go they, they okay they're, yeah they're definitely uh they don't they're racist i mean they, they don't like black people and they'll they'll come up with like a, a logical system and try to explain it in such a way that seems like it would make sense if you don't you know, like if you don't press further and inquire further, it does kind of make sense in a little right. bit. But but then when you see like you see that they don't actually follow their own logic and then you're like, OK, this is bullshit. You're just a racist. Right. It's, it's really simple. So so I have I have a few like, you know, black friends and I don't have a lot. So they're not like token black friends. They just happen to be people I've met that are cool and also happen to be black. Right. And and we live in Hawaii, so there's not an abundance of black people around to like befriend. <laughs> Sad but true, right? There's there's a whole bunch of other ethnic minorities around that I can be friends with. Um, black folks just aren't in, aren't in enough supply. Um, that being said, yeah, you know, oh, 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 I'm sorry, that that brings something else up. So last night was a pretty interesting situation. So the entire karaoke room, I'll say there's about 15 of us. Um, all Hawaiians, except there was one black girl there. So no, there's no white people. There's one black girl. And, you know, I'm just singing my songs. I'm singing Kanye West. I'm singing nothing but a G thing, Snoop Dogg, shit like that. And yeah, they, they got the word in there. So what, what I sing, when I sing these songs, I'm saying them as they were written by the people who did it, you know, and the words coming up on the fucking screen, it is, uh, they do have like the stars instead of actually spelling out the word, or whatever. <laughs> but it's there. It's like it's like the first letter and the last letter with some stars in between, right? So but you know what they mean. For me, it feel it feel 
it feels awkward for not to say the word, right? It, it just doesn't feel genuine. It's not legit. Yeah. So I'm with you. Um, you know, I just say it, and uh, and, and the girl was uh, she's like, oh no, he just said it. You know, like started tripping, and like I'm gonna, I'm finishing my song. No, <laughs> like, no nobody's taking this fucking mic for me. You know, it's gonna be a fight. So it's only a hate crime know, if you get person, in my face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, she started chirping at first, but she wasn't, like, angry chirping. She was just like, oh, no, he didn't kind of shit. And, but then after a while, after the more I said it, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. He just, he's obviously not going to stop, you know. We're, we're not going to change his behavior. So they kind of just let it go. But here's the interesting thing. Whenever she left the room, uh, I, I, fuck, well, who, someone was like, hey, where'd the Popolo girl girl? Or where'd the Popolo girl go? And and everyone's like, oh, oh, I think like everyone knows exactly who you're talking about, right? Popolo means black in Hawaiian. Yep. So is that okay? Or like, because I imagine, imagine you say, where'd the black girl go? Are you you're asking right, about the word I, Popolo I, now? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, she it was her song. So how are you supposed to say? Um, and, and like uh, a couple people didn't know like know each other. Like I just met a lot of these people that night. And the same with her. Like, she didn't know them. They didn't know her. They, nobody knew each other's names or whatever. So, for convenience sake, I guess, she said, they said, where, where did the Popolo girl go? Right. And that mean, it would be, uh, like, logically equivalent to where did the black girl go? Right. Now, is that okay? Or, <laughs> I don't know what the rule is on that. So, uh, you know, we're Hawaiian. So, we, we just, we talk how we talk. It's like, it's, we're not racist. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this fucking room. Yeah, this is part of the entire PC culture that bothers me, <laughs> right? Because there's no there's no like malicious intent or hatred or anything in like in, in, in describing the person. Right. It reminds me, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of UFC fights um, and there, you know, sometimes it's like a black dude versus a white dude. And the black dude's wearing, like, white trunks. And the, when the white dude's wearing, like, green trunks or whatever. And the announcers are like, okay, you know, uh, Steve is wearing the, the green. And, you know, Smith is wearing the black. Right? And, like, at one point in time, Joe Rogan goes, like, just call him the black dude. Steve is the black dude. Smith is the white dude. Like, that's, you know, why, why, are, we, why are we trying so hard to not accurately describe people? Right? And if you go, like, well, it's not well, really Rogan black. That's true, but he got it on air on like a live pay per view, right? So, and and caught. I I don't think caught any flag for it. My my point is, it if you're, it's it's. Di- I think it's different on the intent, right? If you just go like, hey, where'd the black chick go, or where'd the polo chick go, or whatever, right? You you're not you're not you're not expressing a hatred or a superiority to that person, right? It's just. That's the easiest way to describe them because y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Where'd, yeah, where'd, yeah, where'd the exactly. girl wearing the black dress go? You know, the, the black dress with the black hair and she had like red shoes on, right? You know, no, she's the only black chick in the place. Just where'd the black chick go? You know? Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's not confuse well, the this. Guess what's not controversial in any way? If there was a white girl there and, you know, same thing. They, they would, she would be referred to as the Howley girl. Like that, you know, it's the easiest, fastest way to describe 
the white chick. Her, you know, she's Holly. Yeah. She's Holly. Like that's it. She's white. Uh, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just it's what it is. Yes. <laughs> and it is. By the way, do you take offense to the term Holly? Me personally. Yeah. Uh, or, or what do you think about that? Like, I, I don't know what the rules are, are on that either. Because I, I use the term all the time. Like, I, I, I just say, like, I, I use it descriptively. I personally don't care, but it's also inaccurate. Because <laughs> I'm not a foreigner. I'm not natively Hawaiian, right, right, right. but I was born here. Right, I right. I no, think no, we've I, talked... I, I, for me, I, I use it uh, synonymously with Caucasian. Like, okay. every... In every way that you would say the word Caucasian, I just substitute Haole there, just as the Hawaiian word for that term. Okay. You know, it does for me. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean foreigner. It doesn't mean without breath or you know whatever. Me, I also like just, the without breath one. Like I'll take it if you want to call me Haole. Like I'm a god to you. Fucking go for it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's actually then, then bow down and unload my ship. No, that, that's a, that's an incredibly common uh, misunderstanding about the word haole because it's uh, it's been portrayed as a contraction between ha and ole, but the Hawaiian language doesn't work like that. You can't just like combine two different words into one and say that it means it's like without and breath. It's like no, that's a that's a totally different new word. Like kailua. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you. Uh, this word goes way back into the Kumulipo. Like they, they were using this word way before Western contact, and it did mean foreigner. There was like Japanese fishermen who fucking yeah. got blown off in the storm, and they ended up in Hawaii. And they're like, "Well, we don't know who the fuck this is or where he came from." So this is the word we're using to describe them. But now I think it it should be used synonymously with white person, right, and not in a derogatory way. There's a huge difference between fucking howlers and you know, hey, there's the Holly girl with the with the red dress, you know. Right. So I had I had a friend in high school um, who was part Hawaiian and part like Australian, and because of where we live, right, there's a lot of of mainland immigration, so to speak, right, coming to like our coming to where where we reside on the island, um, where the, those white people and those howlies are taking over and buying up all the good land and raising the property value and kind of like squeezing out the locals. So so there's some animosity towards white people and those howlies um, in my neighborhood, right? Even my stepdad doesn't really like it. It's like, oh, man, they're, they're, they're ruining the neighborhood kind of a thing, right? but not racist, not necessarily racist. Just, you know, that, that's just how it is. Um, and, and so my buddy who's like part Hawaiian and, and part Australian at one time, you know, in high school was like, yeah, man. Cause where he lives, it's even worse. There's even more white people over there. He's like, I just wish all these howlies would just like go home. Just fucking just leave already. And I was like, dude, you're from Sacramento. Like he was born in Sacramento. <laughs> Yeah, and that, moved that here. Trips me up. I see. I see. I like, Hawaiians on the mainland. They're like in Vegas, in fucking Vegas, uh, Washington, California, like that. And never really grew up in Hawaii at all, in, in yeah. any real sense of the word. But still, you know, they're ta- they're speaking in a way as though that, like, you know what I mean? There's these fucking holidays need to leave Hawaii. It's like, bro, you're not even in Hawaii. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. 
you're like natively Hawaiian. I was born here. If one of us is gonna go home, <laughs> like you gotta go back to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I trip out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why people are like that. But like me, right. me and my wife, like here's the thing. She's from Russia, so the word "holy" means absolutely nothing to her, and it means nothing to anyone who's not from Hawaii. Right, because right. like I've noticed this, even people who just come to Hawaii, like never really been here before, and it, it, the word "haole" is not offensive, right? It's not like, "Hey, nigger," you know, it, it doesn't sound like that to someone who doesn't know what the fucking word means. But yeah, well, I think mostly that is because they don't know what the word means. Yeah, yeah. There are instances <laughs> with locals and tourists where the the, the locals goes like "fucking haole" and then beats the shit out of a tourist. Like mm-hmm. that happens. Yes, you yes, know? yes. So, and so that, that that is that is a racial attack. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there there is a lot of anti-white racism in Hawaii. I'm not denying that fact. I mean, for okay. me, that's an objective fact. A lot of locals simply do not like white people because of the color of their skin and right. no other reason. That's so just so know, just, be, just so just because the white person them. doesn't know what howley means doesn't mean that there's not animosity towards them in the use of that word. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I think that's where but, we have to separate the usage and the the intention. Yes, yes. So for me, it's all about the intent. It's all about how you're using the word. I use it descriptively, and my wife does too, right? Like she's, if we're talking yeah. about someone and, you know, we're, we're trying to describe them, uh, it's like, okay, the, the two the two ladies were saying some shit or whatever. It's like, oh, which one? Oh, the, the Howley one, right? My wife says that all the time. Yeah. She's Howley. She's from fucking Russia. She's white as can be. But she uses the word descriptively exactly in the way that I do. But there's another way to use the, the word holly, which is fucking hollies, right? Fucking right. hollies, fucking taking our land, blah, 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 blah. And for me, that's a categorically uh, different way of using the word, right? It's For me, it's the difference between what's up, nigga, and fucking niggers, right? right. Huge, huge difference. So, I don't know. So to, so to go back to the original question, I don't think there, there's a problem with you using it in the context of song lyrics or descriptors or, you know, um, in my case, like terms of endearment um, when, I, you know, when I run into my black friends, right? Mm, yeah. Because okay. yeah, well, there's no I, animosity. I kind of knew, knew you wouldn't have a problem with that, but I mean... Because you know you're you're a libertarian, but I'm right. guessing there are going to be some people who are going to say, you know, that's fucking wrong. You know, you cannot say that word under any circumstances because it's racist, yeah. and you're a racist for saying it. It's like yeah. for me, I, I just I kind of ignore. Like for me, it's like someone saying something that's not true. They're like, oh, the Earth is flat, blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's bullshit. So yeah, there's no there's no real need for me to pay attention to what you're saying because I know it's not true. So I, I was at work yesterday, and the uh, the owner of the company is uh, Japanese, and she had just gotten back from a trip to Japan. Like she had to go back to Japan for something, and she came back. Um, and my coworker asked her, like, "Oh, so how was your trip?" And she goes, "It was good. Weather kind of same as it is here, so not too bad." And I went, "Same amount of Japanese people too." <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny, and he goes man, that's racist. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not racist at all. I don't hate, you know, there's, there's no <laughs> hatred there. It's a joke. It's just funny. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and if you oh, don't think yeah, it's I, funny, that's one thing. I don't know. Like I, I, 
I'm not gonna say I get off on racist jokes, but they're definitely funny to me. You know, like it's, well, if, if for example, we're in you're in Vietnam, and uh, you know how Japanese tourists they all they all come in the fucking the bus, like the bu- by the bus load, literally, and they okay. all come in the bus and they do like group tours, and whenever they come in, it's like fuck, there's huge lines and shit like that. So yeah. you know, we're just remarking on on this phenomenon, like you know, Japanese people. The way they do tourism is it's amusing to me. You know, like I've been to Japan, I, I love Japan, it's great. But it's still they have some like quirky quirky things about them that for me I I find them to be funny, you know. Yeah. And I and I <laughs> I, I, I think that too is just it spreads as like, you know, PC culture is <laughs> like the, the, the downfall of all comedy. In ge- oh, like yeah. globally. Oh. Because some of the, what makes it funny is it's, you know, has some truth and some satire to it. You go, oh, yeah, there, there, there certainly are a lot of Japanese folks around here. <laughs> right? Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's it. Fuck, I remember having this conversation not long ago. Uh, and it, it, is, it is the case that it, the reason it's funny is because there is some truth to it. Yes. Right? Because if, if there was no truth to it at all... People would just be confused. They'd be like, "What the fuck's he talking about?" Yeah, it but doesn't make sense. It goes why, over the head. Yeah, the, the the reason it's funny, like, okay, let's take uh, they're taking Apu out of The Simpsons now. Yep, I was just about to mention that. That, yeah, that's racist. I thought they said they're and, not going to. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the status is or whatever. But there, there's a debate in, in any case about the fact yeah. that I, I'm with Apu, MC on this Apu's one. I think a, they uh, I think they declined to remove him. Oh, great. That's awesome. Stand your fucking ground. Because I, I know the creator was like, you know, this is bullshit. And fucking, I've been doing this for a long time. Nobody said shit till now. Yeah. So, fuck he said, we, he, he basically said, like, we live in a culture now where everyone, it's like, it's in vogue to pretend to be offended. Like, no one's yeah, really exactly, offended, exactly. but you got a virtue signal offends. Otherwise, yeah. you know. That's the yeah. thing. Uh, if, if you give them credibility, then they have it. But, Here's this is a, this is kind of insane, but in in Asia, it is absolutely the case that they don't give a fuck. They simply do not give a fuck at all. For example, uh, if you go on Craigslist right now and you go to Vietnam and you look at the classified ads, go to like teaching or education or something like that, and you will find ads there. I don't know if it's still the case, but it was the case when I was there two years ago that they will say you know white white only or white preferred or you know something yep. something of that nature when, when we were like, looking for virtual assistants it was common for them to include a picture and their religion on their resume really yeah yep. yeah so they, they absolutely do not give a fuck about race issues or anything like that it's 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 real it's real simple it's this the parents there are wealthier than average the average Vietnamese. That's why they can afford to pay money to learn English. And since they're paying a lot of money by their standards, 20 bucks an hour, uh, they expect, you know, they don't just want some person who learned English or whatever. They expect, since they're paying so much money, they want a white person because, you know, that's different, that's foreign, and that's their popular conception. I would compare it to, like, let's say you wanted to learn karate or taekwondo is it wrong to have a preference for like a japanese instructor or a korean 
Taekwondo guy. Like, yeah, it shouldn't matter. You know, if, if there's a white guy who's just as great or even better, sure, I would learn under that person. But That's some the people problem. do, <laughs> they do have a preference for the, the traditional or the real or whatever it is, you know. And I, I think that's part of the problem, and that's, you know, if we if we go to, like, hiring and jobs and affirmative action, um, that's that's one of the big issues with all of that, right? You go, like, I prefer an Asian martial artist. And the, re- <laughs> the reality is you may get one that's subpar to someone of a different ethnicity that has taken longer, studied harder, practiced more, right, devoted more time and energy to the craft than just some Asian dude, right? Like, not all Japanese people know karate and not all Chinese people know yeah. kung fu, right? right? You know, it's, it's a common stereotype and it's a little do. bit funny. That's what, in the popular conception, that's what they do. Oh, you're Chinese? Fuck yeah. You probably know kung fu, right? <laughs> like, that's, that's what yeah. you guys do. <laughs> oh, what's that? Your name's Gracie? You must know jujitsu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you, no, but, that actually, I, I do. Every Brazilian person I meet, I swear, I, I ask them, like, you know, do you train jiu-jitsu? I don't know. It's It might be a stereotype, but... It's totally a stereotype. I like jiu-jitsu, <laughs> like so I'm thinking maybe you do, too, because you're from Brazil. I don't know okay. what, what the fucking rule says about that. But. Right. Okay, so, but, but in that case, right, just because they're Brazilian and may have taken jiu-jitsu at one point in time does not qualify them to instruct you in the craft, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. If, if you mean, compare, like, their resume with, like, a white dude who's been training jujitsu since he was, like, five, right, since it's possible for that now, um, you may find your trainer be better a, as a white dude. So it, it, it's, it's the business aspect of things where you go, like, well, you are free to do as you wish in your business or who you're hiring, Right. But what you may end up doing is restricting your income potential and restricting your return on investment by limiting your options to, you know, race, gender, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever those categories are. I don't remember them off the top of my head as, as I'm talking here. Um, if you limit yourself to like people from excluding people from certain categories, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. It should oh, you should always be going after like the highest quality within your budget at any given time, regardless of what yes. their, you know, race, gender, sexual orientation or hobbies happen to be. But well, if you want to do that, by all means. Like humans operate with limited knowledge in every circumstance, right? People just know what they know and they don't know what they don't know. So in the case of Vietnamese, here's this is the funny thing. My wife's not even a fucking native English speaker in the first place, right? She had to learn English, like, in college. Right. So her English is good, but she's still, in any case, she's not a fucking native English speaker. I am. Like, my verbal intelligence or whatever is fucking super high. Like, I have a, a very good command of the English language. I have a degree in the subject. I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can teach English. Like, I'm actually qualified to teach this subject. My wife is not in any way like uh, she though she does have a degree. I did it for her, right? Like it was an online thing. <laughs> that I completed all her shit. So like she, you she cheated on an English degree. Qualified. Well, here's the thing: if you're teaching Chinese kids or whatever, they don't know the fucking difference. So okay. it really doesn't matter. But in any case, in any fucking case, she has a way higher chance of getting, uh, getting, fuck, get, giving, getting a job, right? Uh, being hired than me. Like, uh, automatically, right off the bat, 
they will just say, oh, well, she's white and you're not. It doesn't fucking matter to us that your English is like 10 times better than hers. Who cares? She's white. Uh, this is what the this is what the parents want. They don't know. They don't know the difference between they're ignorant, right? So they they don't know the difference between yeah. my English and her English. For for as far as they're concerned, we're just both speaking a foreign language, and she's white, so she's probably legit. <laughs> yeah, and you know? and that and that's why they're gonna get subpar service, right? Exactly. And, yeah. They're, they're, and, that's, but and I don't they feel don't bad know about it because they're ignorant. <laughs> me neither. For me, it's amusing. Like for me, it's like yes, I'm. They're openly discriminating against me because of my skin color. Like that is literally the reason why uh, she she's getting hired and I'm not. But here's the thing: my income is about, mm, on average, I'd say about twenty or thirty times greater than the person hiring me. Okay. So is that is that fair? Right? Is is it fair that I I make way more fucking money than him and that he could ever hope to in his life? That's not really fair, is it? So you could say that oh it's not fair to to hire not hire me because of my skin color, but it's also not fair that we're fucking us in the West are way richer than than them, right? That's not really fair. There's you know there's no logic to that. Yeah, and then you can go listen to the last show about income equality and how a ridiculous idea that is to try to even even that playing field. Yeah, no, it's never going to work because we, we need to start with Bangladesh in that case, right? Because being born in America, you're automatically, right off the bat, you are in the top 34% of the world. Right off the bat, just by being born. If you're in the bottom 1% in America, you're still in the top 34% in the world. So you're, you're living better than half of the world's population right off the bat, by birthright. So when they talk about white privilege, uh, no, it's more like Western privilege. Like th- that is far, far more determinate than race in every fucking situation. Like you will, it, it is, we, with a single data point, right? I can take, okay, where were you born? And I can predict the outcome of your life in far more ways than I can with race, right? With race, it's like, hmm, well, I don't know. It depends if you're, where, where were you born? Were you born in Angola or were you born in Great Britain? Because that's going to make a far bigger difference than your skin color. Yeah. And I and the unfortunately this might be like white privilege coming out, right? I I I always take the view that no matter no matter your situation, uh you always are capable of changing it. Right? Like mm-hmm. it, there's, you know, there there's there's well, few situations that I'll contest. It's really hard in a society with with no income mobility. I give you a great example. I mean, this is why I support open borders, but let's let's say if you are a Haitian I don't know yeah. if you guys listen to Brian Kaplan or uh, or Ken. You, you guys know Ken. Yeah. Uh, he, if you are a fucking Haitian, the easiest way to change your status in life is simply move to America. Like all, uh, I think eighty or ninety percent of Haitians who are not living in poverty are in America. Like the okay. all, the only way. That's the thing. Like, if you're in Haiti, there ain't a whole lot of ways that you can improve your lot in life. It's, I'm sorry. I mean, it's possible. As you said, everyone can do something. Yeah. But it's fucking hard. You know, but it, I, I've also seen ways. enough pictures of trash boats of immigrants, you know, landing in Florida to know that with enough motivation, right, you can get shit done. Oh, yeah. Right? 
like if you risk your life and you know you yeah well, well but no what what's it worth to you that's what i'm saying what's it worth to you no, there, there's some truth to what you're saying. It's absolutely true that you can do something. But I, I, all I'm saying is it's way fucking harder depending on where, where you live. Like, way, way harder. For example, yeah. you have to risk your life and, and get on a boat. No Americans doing that, for sure. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's it, all it, I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone starts on equal ground. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> everyone ends up where they want to be. Right, because yeah. you, yeah, okay. you know you, you white what, rich white folks you know go to the best schools and get the best educations and and poor black folks have to try a little bit harder you know to to get there, um, but the ones that really want to fucking find a way, right? They, oh, they, that's right. That's absolutely. They're inspired. The they're motivated. They figure shit out. They're you know they're you know like I said inspired and motivated. I forget the other word I was going to say. Um, but they, they get shit done, right? And there's like you know slacker white folks who are like rich white folks, and they throw it all away, right? Because they they don't appreciate the head start that they've been gotten, that they've been given. Mm-hmm. So I don't really. Yeah, and that's my view. Oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that, that's my view on Americans in general. Like, uh, if you tell me how hard you have it in life, and you know the public education system sucks, and that's why you're not doing well. I look at that and I say, what the fuck? You grew up in America. If ever you had opportunities in life to change your situation, it ain't going to get fucking better than living in America, right? Or or any Western country for that matter. You have way more opportunities than more than half of the world's population. Like if, if you're in America, you really don't have any fucking excuses at all. It doesn't matter what fucking school you went to. That school is better than half the schools in the world. Automatically, the worst school in America, the worst school in America, is better than half the schools in the world. Well, now, but if you want to take that to, you know, overturning the state, right, the the American school system is counterproductive. So it it may be good, it might be better for quote-unquote education than schools elsewhere, but if you look at it as, you know, the, the brainwashing... Uh, 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 state indoctrination system that we would view it as here, right? Then you go like, well, it's still better to to find another way to educate yourself, right? Like, I I yeah, still yeah. wouldn't no, I, no, I still no, wouldn't advocate schools. Okay, just no, checking. Fuck no, yeah, no, I, I'm 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 definitely unschooling my kids, like for sure. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if your excuse is that you went to a bad school and that's why you you can't make it here in America. And here, here's the thing I love, the the slightly racist but kind of hiding it uh, anti-immigration folks. Their argument is that you know the Mexicans are taking their jobs and blah 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 blah. And my and I I, I always come down really harshly on this too. And you know how I am online. Like I, I'm a real yeah. dick and I'm fucking really mean to people. So I, I'll say something like, you know. Like, because actually they open up real hard. They're like, you know, these, all these immigrants are blah, blah, blah. And, and they, they're taking strong positions. So I come back with, you know what? You fucking degenerate high school dropouts who had every opportunity in life are angry because someone comes here and doesn't even speak the fucking language, doesn't have any connections at all, doesn't yep. fucking know anyone. And somehow they made it. So guess what? 
you fucking suck at life. Yeah. In every Mo- sense motivation and opportunity. And they're all, they deserve it way more than you. Like I, pref- I'm happy that that person made it, and not you, because you fucking suck. You suck if you're fucking losing your job to that person. And right? you know that who else is about to take your job? The graduating it. class of 2018. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So these fucking anti-immigration folks, I come so hard on them because, you know, it's you have no excuse. You have no fucking excuse at all if you're losing out to immigrants. That just means you suck and, you know, hey, that's just, that's life. That's how the world works. The, the shitty people go to the bottom and the good people go to the top. And a lot of the jobs that they're complaining about immigrants taking, like the, the natives and the white folks don't even want, right? I don't know how many articles I've read where, it's, you know, I, ICE raids a factory, ICE raids a farm, and now there's crops rotting on the vine because nobody wants to go get the job picking the fruit. Or, you know, factory is shut oh, yeah. down, production oh, is yeah. shut down because no one wants to work on the factory line. I go, well, is this the job you wanted? Right, we got rid of the immigrants for you. Go get your ass to work, and like, oh no, not that. No, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not doing anything for less than fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> fuck. Go yeah. fuck no. Exactly, that's how Americans look at it. And Vice, you know, back when Vice was great, like the first two seasons, uh, what back before they got all fucking super SJW and far left or whatever. Uh, I mean, they've always been left, but now they're just fucking cuckoo. But back when they were great, the first two seasons, they did one. On uh, the Alabama, so Alabama passed this law that they're going to start enforcing the immigration laws or whatever, right? So they're going to no more Mexicans farming because those jobs are going to go to Americans. And exactly what you say, I mean, <laughs> exactly as economists predicted would happen. So Americans didn't do those fucking jobs. Americans were not, and they, and they went to the farm and they're like talking to the farmers, like, and he's saying like these fuckers, first of all. I don't want Americans. I, I want to go ahead and make that clear. Americans suck at this job. Uh, they don't work hard. Because they're they lazy and they drink too much. Time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, all, all the things you would accuse immigrants of being, that's his view on Americans. He's saying, like, I don't fucking want Americans. Like, they're going to bitch and complain the whole time. They're not going to work. They're going to talk about, you know, benefits and all this other shit. And it's like, look, I just need somebody to pick the fucking watermelons. And the Mexicans happen to be super awesome at this fucking job. And I was growing a lot of watermelons before. Now I can't fucking do that because you took away all my workers. And now you you said that Americans were going to do this, but the average time that people stayed on this job once you passed this law was like two weeks. And they said, fuck this. I'm not picking watermelons. This sucks. And Mexicans don't say that. They're like, okay, well, we're, we're picking fucking watermelons and we're going up to the top one day. You know, we're going to keep doing this till something better comes up. Yep. Like I said, mo- motivation and opportunity, man. No, no one is, no one is stuck for the most part, right? Now I say for the most part, um, because again, th- this is, this is the anarchist experience. So I do, I do think that the state interferes right in people's upward mobility as we just described you know with the 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 watermelon pickers right they deprive the farmer's ability to to for upward mobility because he doesn't have enough workers to to earn a a higher income and they deprive mexicans of upward mobility because they send them back to mexico instead of working on an american farm 
right? So there, there, there yeah. are limitations, uh, but just like the Haitians you know, jumping on trash boats and the Cubans jumping on trash boats to move here, um, it's, it's also all about, you know, working around those limitations, right? How, how many, we've, yeah. we've read a number of articles and I think one just came up. I don't know if I, I don't know if I put it up as show prep or not. Um, maybe not, but, um, California, right. There's, there's like an exodus from California cause it's too expensive, right? People are moving. Right there, there was like a, a millionaire's exodus from like Connecticut because they were taxing the millionaires too much, so they all left. And they, you know now, now there's a you know a, a tax shortfall because they were expecting all that money from the millionaires and they're gone. <laughs> right? I mean, yay! <laughs> Fuck you. So, so <laughs> even in the even in America, right, where you go like, well, you know, we we have the advantages, we have the opportunities, so on and so forth. Uh, people move. People 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 migrate for their benefit, right? And the ones that don't migrate, the ones that get stuck, um, you know, I hate to say it, right? But they get stuck by choice because they 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 refuse to do what is necessary to move their own ass forward. And so I, I lose That's a little true. bit of sympathy. Right. Um, like, you know, uh, Burger King moved their headquarters to Canada for taxes, right? Apple's got a whole bunch of offshore accounts in like Ireland for taxes. Ireland, right? you know, yeah. Yeah, That's big right. big companies do it. Um, you know, individuals do it, you know, by, by moving from state to state or city to city or county to county, uh, immigrants do it. Cause that's the reason they come here, right? Cause it's a better alternative than what they could do where they're at. And, and if you're the state and you deprive them of that opportunity, um, that's what I think is, is really fucked up, right? It's not, it's yeah, not that, yeah. you know, you can do what you want. It's, you know, when you like you, you're, you're setting out on a plan, right? All right, I'm going to start up this business. I'm going to bring in these products. I'm going to sell it for this much. I can make a profit. And the state goes like, no, no, you're not allowed to work here. You need a license. You need to do this. You need to do that. And they put up all these barriers. Um, and that's what needs to be broken down. Right. You break down those barriers. You allow those people to, to move freely about the, you know, the planet. Um, and then see, you know, let, let the chips fall where they may lie. Now there'll still be poor people. There'll still be lazy people who want to drink all day. Um, but the really hard workers, right? The the you know, um, like I said, if you if you limit yourself to a certain ethnic group or, or sex or race or whatever, you don't get the best workers. Um, if you limit yourself to just American workers, you are obviously not going to get the best workers. Um, and and so why not? You know, why why stay ignorant to that and just bring in the best at what they do wherever they happen to come from, right? Like what's why is that? Why is that such a controversial and extreme position to take? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm open borders. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm always rooting for the immigrants. I I hope they win and not not the fucking dummies trying to stop them. Might be. MC, you oh, I mean, I'm quiet? For people in general. I have, Team, um, oh. and I and I just realized the thing that I wanted to talk about was pretty much the same thing I wanted I wanted to talk about last week. Um, so if you want to talk about that again, I will, I will ask the question again. Go for it. Bron, uh, Bron Santos here this time. <laughs> so the question is, and I asked this to, to Ken Schooling also, um, the question is, uh, actually I should start with the statement first. Uh, the biggest threat to me is, is, uh, the, the wealth redistributors, um, the, the Bernie Sanders followers, the, um, uh, the, the thieves. Um, so 
the question is, what do we do about the people that find like uh, like a disgust with uh, someone who is obscenely wealthy? Um, they they you know there's people that want to uh, blunder blunder you know eat, eat the rich uh, that type of thing, um, and of course once they do that there's no stopping right they, you know just it just you know, you wipe out the richest people, and then there's there's still rich people, and so you wipe them out too. And then, well, there's still people that have more than others, so you wipe them out. Um, and so, and so what we have is uh, you know, what happened in China, right? Where, uh, okay. Anybody who has any wealth, well, you can't you can't let anybody know you have anything because you know your your neighbor will rat rat on you and say, oh, this person has stuff, and then the government will come after you and kill you. So. Uh, what do what you do, do about them? Yeah, what what do we do about those people that fucking uh, throw that, them off a helicopter? Okay, yeah. well, they, okay. So I would say maybe maybe they have a, a mental Re- illness. Read Hoppe, somebody, join the alt right, and said, chuck them out of helicopters. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the short answer. Well, and, and, yeah. it's it's not likely that I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to avoid getting thrown out of a helicopter myself. Um, you know, by the by the socialists. So thrown under a bus. Okay. Um, so so I'm trying to think of a a, a, a more compassionate way uh, solution. Um, so maybe the problem might be that uh, in kindergarten uh, you know, or preschool, whatever you want to call it, uh, they were taught that oh, you know. Somebody else has a bunch of ice cream, and, and, and he, he should share it. And that would be the, the right thing to do. You're supposed to share. Yep. All your Don't stuff. share with your friends and, unless you can share with the whole class. Yeah, yeah. And um, mm. so there's like a lot. Maybe it's just because they learned some lessons in, in preschool and they never grew out of it. Or maybe you know, maybe it you know, it, it's it's something. But it's a uh, it's not just a belief. I would I would call it brain damage maybe. Brainwashing. Uh, it's, it's pretty deep. It, yeah. It's pretty deeply ingrained that that they see it this way, and maybe it's because they've never worked hard enough to uh, you know, value wealth uh, the, the way that I do. Um, but it's, it's to me, it's just really strange, and I, you know, I can't I can't figure out why they are the way they are. Are, are you asking? <laughs> let Let me ask a clarifying question. Are you asking specifically for yourself or? as like a, an intellectual exercise in general? Uh, well, a little bit of both. Um, I, I, I view it as the biggest threat to the world is, is uh, jealousy of other people's wealth. Right. Um, and people's willingness to use violence of the state to redistribute that or to, pre- or to prevent wealth from happening in the first place. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I stump people often with a simple question, like people of that view. And I just say, like, you know, what is your fair share of Floyd Mayweather's fight first? Um, the, the reason this is kind of effective as far as per- persuasion techniques go is because, one, he's black, right? So he's presumed to have earned his wealth if he's, if he's wealthy off the bat. You know, white people are presumed not to have earned it off the bat. And I, I'm not saying these are good rules. I'm just saying that's what society says. So they kind of, they, first they'll say something like, oh, well, 
you know, roads were created. You know, the standard shit, the roads, right? The, the fucking stereotypical, the roads. And, you know, a bunch of other shit. And I'm like, okay, so what exactly would your portion be and why? Like, what did you do to deserve? I mean, he fucking clearly worked his ass off. I mean, do you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go fucking running for several miles every morning? Does anyone do that? Because I don't fucking do that. And I don't think I deserve any portion of Floyd Mayweather's fight first at all. You know, he earned it and I didn't. And I'm not going to work that hard, to be quite frank. Okay. Anyone hear me? Yeah, no. I'm waiting for, honestly waiting for a point. Oh yeah, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, <laughs> they don't really. It's it's hard for them to respond, right? Like, because they don't want to say that they're entitled to Floyd Mayweather's fight first, because it's clearly a situation where he did that himself. Okay. Right. It's not like society. Society didn't make Floyd Mayweather a great fighter. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, we can assume that's the case. And I'm I'm sure there are some that will disagree with you, right? Because for him to go running, he had to be running on the roads and who paved the roads and all that other nonsense, right? Um, but to, to answer, I, I want to answer Matt's question as specifically as I can. Um, so so for you personally, right, what what do you do in your life? And I think it's just um, what, what I suggested in, in the prior conversation is, number one, surround yourself with people who are on your level number one right and do that in a place where you guys are isolated from the rest of us right and and what i mean by that is if you have to move states or move countries or move neighborhoods where your neighbor is not going to rat you out because no no he's he's wealthy too and you know you're all trying to keep you know the rest of them out um then that's then that would be a strategy and and that strategy, I think, would be sufficient for your lifetime. Um, there's a. Uh, it was funny because we were on a job. I, I don't know if we. I don't know if I mentioned this on the air, but we were on a job site um, in a gated community here in Hawaii. Like, um, it's a uh, Hawaii Lower Ridge. If if you're familiar with the area, have you been up there, either of you guys? Where is that? Uh, it, like uh, between yes. New Valley yes. and Aina, around that area. No, you've been up you've been up there matt okay okay so we we were doing a job up there and before you even get to the like the housing the residential area um there's a security checkpoint there's a security guard and you have to stop at the gate and he takes your driver's license and makes a copy of it and he has to know where you're going and he logs it right so that you know only only people who are invited into the neighborhood are provided access to the neighborhood number one and then, so we're driving around the neighborhood looking for the house. And after you pass the security guard and after you go to the security checkpoint, you get to the residential area. And guess what's in the residential area? Another gated community. <laughs> so, like, only rich people live up there. And then the super rich people have their own part of that. Right? <laughs> I guess, I'm like, really? There's a... There's, we just went through security and now there's a gated community. It's like, yeah, to keep, to keep the rich riffraff out. Right. So if, if, if you are, if you are ultra wealthy, um, and you're worried about people being jealous and coming after your wealth, well, you put up barriers, 
right? People got on people got on Zuckerberg's case, and I'm not necessarily a Zuckerberg fan. I you know I, I like his platform uh, for the stuff we do, but they got on his case for buying up all the land and then wanting to put a wall around it. Well, why wouldn't you put a wall around it? You know, if if you're that rich, um, you know, especially here in Hawaii, you're that rich. You you don't want the the common folk messing with your land because they already think it's theirs. And that you've stolen it. What, what if he's a what, what if he's a statist and he believes in wealth redistribution? Is it okay to rob him? Yes, but only. But however, you know, be, be, he and and I would say that it's okay to rob him because this is what we talked about before on like the the morality spectrum. If if you go with his morals and ethics, right. He would not have a. He would not ethically or morally or philosophically have a problem with that, and I would say it wouldn't technically be robbery at that point, right? Because it falls within his purview of what's acceptable to do. I, I don't know. I, I would say it's it's the way he he views it is it's okay to use the state to steal, and so that's that's his moral system. So if you wanted to use that against him, you'd have to get the state to steal from him to redistribute the wealth. No, because no, because the mm, using the state no. is just a mechanism. <laughs> that's, that's the way that's, you see it. But I'm saying that's yeah. the way they see it is is totally different. Like they see it is this is this is the normal way the world works, and you, and you vote and you and you buy politicians, and yeah. that's how you get your way. Yeah, but the 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 underlying morality is that stealing is okay. Right. You, you can parse all that down to stealing is OK. Now, how do we go about stealing? Well, we can, you, you can use it like a mugger with a gun or you can use the state or you can call it tax. You can, there's like a whole number of different ways, you know, of stealing. But the base morality is that stealing is OK. And if stealing is OK, it doesn't matter how you go about stealing. Right. If you mug Zuckerberg on the street or you burglarize his house when he's not there or you, you know, buy a politician with whatever limited money you have you know, to, to tax him out of existence, right? The, the base morality, the base morality is that stealing is okay. And when you parse down what I consider, um, you know, my, my ethical code is that stealing is the only real crime, right? Anything, anything else, and even all the bad stuff that you want to think of as like not stealing is a theft of some kind. So if you want to say like theft, uh, is the only real crime. I'll, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mix words, you know, that deeply, right? But murder is like, you know, the the theft of life. Um, you know, uh, slavery is like the theft of liberty, so on and so forth. Um, so if someone goes like, well, you know, stealing is okay, I go, all right. You know, I don't agree with you, but if you think it's okay, I'm going to take from you, right? Because now it's okay for you, you know. If you try to take it from me, that's a whole different thing because I don't think it's okay. But you shouldn't need to worry about that because I'm just going to take it from you because you think it's okay. Um, so, so yeah. To, so to answer your question about Zuckerberg, if he was if he was a state redistributor um, or a, a wealth redistributor, I would say yeah, go for it because it, it it falls within his purview of acceptable behavior, um, and he should be okay with it. He should be like, oh yeah, this this is ex- this is exactly what I've envisioned. You know, and and all like it may not be the exact way, the the exact how, the mechanism of of wealth distribution, but yes, please take my money and pass it out equally, right? Because that's you know that that that's well within his purview. Um, 
to answer your long-term question of you know how do you ice how do you how do you change the the get people to not want to take your wealth um, that you've accumulated and I think it goes more with um, what Bronson was saying earlier and that it's it needs to be a change of minds right there there needs to be a cultural shift that says no 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 stealing is wrong right you know, uh, taking that, forcing people to share, you know, what's not yours uh, because they have it and you don't is wrong. Um, and unfortunately, right, that's going to be a harder trend um, because of what you said. It starts in preschool and it starts in kindergarten and they're brainwashed and brain damaged from a very early age um, where that type of behavior, right, that redistributive mentality is built into their psyche as a human being. Right. You, it's 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 very difficult to to parse that out of people. Um, and I and I see it. Right. Because, again, this is you know, we, we've talked about this on the side and I don't we I don't think we've ever discussed this with you. Um, Bronson is um, me, me and M, uh, another former co-host or part time co-host of the show, um, do work um, for like self-development organizations um, and, you know, like the human growth potential movement and all that other yeah, I'm gonna say woo-woo nonsense, um, but but it's good. And it's fun, but it it it's even the people that participate in that, right? Who you would think, um, or who I would expect to be a little bit more enlightened than the average individual, because they're actively trying to do something different and make changes in their life, right? The 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 thought processes run so deep. That even after they go through all the classes and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready for change, I'm ready for this, and you throw out, you know, the anarchist concept of stealing is wrong, um, and they lose their shit, right? They like they can't they can't handle changing that thought process. It's 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 been rare in my experience um, for those people, right? The the human growth potential people, the people looking to, for personal self development and personal growth. And all this and all that, right? They they can't handle changing the thought process that stealing is wrong. And if those people can't handle it, then the average muggle off the street can't handle it. Will never be able to handle it. Um, you know, few and far between. Um, I don't want to say never, right? Because you know there are, there are some libertarians, right? And the big L ones go like, well, the state still needs to do something. You go, well, get the fuck out of here then, um, because no, they don't, right? Change that thought process. Um, it needs to be either, you know, traumatic or happen young, right? You know, like you yeah. know, back, so, back when so Molyneux was, go ahead. Is that it, it'll never, never change. So my, my best course of action is kind of like um, uh, G. Edward Griffin. And, and he says, just do, you know, just keep on doing it with politics. Yeah. I didn't say, do, I didn't say keep on doing no. it. I said, isolate no, no, yourself. No. I said, get the hell out. No, no. It, 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 I, I have a view on this, and, and I get into arguments with a lot of the D.C. libertarians, like from Cato and all that shit, who, here's their conception. All this shit we're talking about, me, you, Matt, like, we're, we're all, we, we think that we're, like, influencing people, and then if we keep doing this, that there's going to be enough anarchists in the world to, you know, change society. That's not going to happen. Period. Full stop. That's never going to happen. These, these people are not going to change their views i mean you, you'll get a few outliers here and there like us but in, in general people aren't going to change so what actually has to happen is you need to remove their ability to do things right so 
rather than convincing a rapist not to rape people, you know, that that's one strategy, but probably not going to work. Instead, maybe just arm women, right? Like, just remove their ability to do the thing that they're probably going to do anyways. So, a, a lot of libertarians think that, like... Or arm know, men, because women get people, men get raped, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, uh, they're saying... It, their their general view is like oh we need to influence people so we got to watch our messaging make sure it's palatable for uh you know for other people to hear the message and then they're gonna change and become libertarians and then they, all these libertarians are they gonna vote for someone who's also a libertarian and then those politicians are gonna create a libertarian society none of that's gonna fucking happen yeah at all. well that's that, that's not actually <laughs> what I'm talking about I'm actually just talking about stopping. The, the socialist left uh, from implementing what they want. And so the only only thing I should be doing then is joining with the with the right and the alt right and and just to counter just to counter that. Like everything No, no, else. no. That's the appeal, no, man, but don't fall forces. for it. Yeah, no, no, it's market forces that are ultimately going to make government obsolete. It's not anything that we're doing. Well, it's not well, I don't think it's going to become obsolete. I'm not. Even, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, in order to stop the left, the socialist left, from you know the Bernie Sanders crew, which I, I actually think yeah. is a real threat. I think if Bernie Sanders well, gets elected. Well, th- it could... think about this, Matt. Uh, it's going to be incredibly difficult for governments to tax. I think in in the in the far future, uh, especially with crypto and all that, it's going to be. Sure, sure really hard for governments to even exist in the first place if let's say everyone's on crypto right the entire world economy is fucking straight up crypto how the fuck are they gonna even tax that right they're gonna try they're gonna come up with various schemes blah 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 but we're also gonna be coming up with ways not to be taxed right at the same time and it seems like we're probably gonna win in the end and, I don't know. And, it's it's well, going to be really hard. That's really a good optimistic view. I'm I'm also I not saying that you should join the alt right. Like I said that kind of jokingly, but I, what I what I did say, and maybe you heard alt right when I said it, was surround yourself with people like you, right? And then and, and oh, put no, up I, put I up did, a defensive. I didn't, I didn't mishear what you said. What 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 I'm what I'm saying is, I don't think the alt right uh, is like you. At though. all at, at all costs, I I believe. The, the socialist movement has to be stopped. Okay. And, and I'm, I, I will throw in there that uh, partnering with people I don't like to 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 stop the, the, the left socialists from succeeding uh, are are within those uh, okay palatable options. And the on, the only thing I will try to communicate to you then is I don't think that you personally have to be concerned with. Uh, what, what the socialists do, right? Because okay. what what you could do on an individual level, right, is just move and 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 put up defenses, right? Like I said, the, you know, the, the the millionaires leaving Connecticut, the individuals leaving California, the Mexicans leaving Mex- Mexico, um, you know, the the tax haven set up in Ireland, the 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 ultra wealthy moving to New Zealand, right, to for for the benefits, right? You personally just outrun the socialist un- until you know you can't outrun your life right i mean it that's i don't i don't think you have i don't think you personally have to align yourself with anyone and make a stand against the concept and the ideals of socialism um when you can outrun them 
for, you know, the next, you know, 60, 70 years or whatever. I don't think that they're going to take over for that long. They they will collapse. Well, I mean, I, I don't. And I don't we can really rebuild. Want to run them. I want. I want. I want to. I want to defeat them. I okay. Want them to not succeed. Okay. I, I say removing removing their ability to tax is going to be, you know, the, the thing. Like it's it's going to be more effective than any other thing, especially more effective than trying to convince them that what they're doing is wrong. I don't okay. think that's going to work at all. Okay. And and if you're hankering for a fight then, like if you want to put an end to them, um then that un- unfortunately, right, my 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 joke answers the correct answer. Right? You like you you read some hoppa, you join the alt right and you start chucking them from helicopters. Cuz that's 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 the that's the battle line. That's the le- that's the legitimate cultural societal battle line that's being drawn right now. And it, it, it doesn't need to be there, but you get guys going like we, the, you know, the, the left is rising so much. We have to, we have to unite the right, right? We have to unite the right so that we can put up uh, a defense against the oncoming socialist onslaught. And it doesn't matter if you're racist or Nazis or, you know, whatever, or wealthy or capitalistic or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever your right leaning socialist, uh, social ideas, not socialist, whatever your right leaning social ideas happen to be, right, come together so we can stop those people, the Bernie Sanders crew from, from, you know, making headway. And if that's the battle you want. There is another side of me. There is another side of me that says, you know what? The, the U.S. deserves socialism, and it deserves to be shot down, uh, brought down uh, by any means, uh, because it's 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 had its run, and it's it's proven to be unjust in, in the world. So, not yeah, that but- any other country, like if there if there was another country that was more of a superpower than the U.S., maybe it would be a lot worse. But you can be but, a spectator in that. Like I said, if 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 the number one superpower in the world can't do it right, then, then, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, the end of the cabin in the woods, uh, where, where the gods come up and destroy everything, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe give something else a chance besides humans. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and just like cabin in the woods, you can have the same position on your couch and watch that crumble from afar on an individual basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you personally don't hey. need to do anything either way, but if you're looking for a fight, you know, right now, the alt-right is where the fighters are lining up. We're also running that, long. Matthew so. brings up a great point. That, that it's, think about this. Let's say you're in a situation where it's either authoritarian right or communism, right? Because that was often the case in many South American countries. There was not, like this third libertarian option. Let's, let's think about Pinochet for a minute. Or or even think about Assad, right? There's either fucking radical Islamic jihadists or there's the dictator, right? Like sometimes that is the two options that exist, right? The other, the third option isn't really there. Like you can pretend it's there, but it's it's not really there at all. So Well, the, the leave option is always there, right? The, the, the live free or die option mm. is always there. Yeah, true. You you could let the country go to shit and go to communism and just leave. True. Yeah. But it's not it's not clear that that's necessarily the best thing to do. 
You know, maybe it is okay to save a bunch of people from the horrors of communism by throwing people out of helicopters. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. a hard calculus. It's hard to it's hard to measure. Like, okay, how many people are we killing by throwing out of this people out of this helicopter versus how many people would they kill if we didn't do this? Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to hard to say. Well, and and again, one of the reasons why I'm not I'm not alt right, even though I'm definitely not on the left either. Right is because I, I, to the best of my ability, tried to be as creative and imaginative as possible and not limit myself to one of two options. Right, it's it's not either socialism yeah. or the authoritarian right. Right, it's it's okay. Those those seem to be the 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 predominant options right now, um, but I'm going to find something else to do. Right. Like I'm not going to join the alt right to take down the left because then who am I going to join when when we got to take down the authoritarian alt right? I rather sit back, watch them fight it out, and pick up the scraps and eliminate whoever's left. You know, once once the battle's done. That well, that's my view too. But I'm saying if the situation were more dire, like let's say it was a case that we were in a fucking civil war and there's two object like clearly defined lines on this, right? There's two sides about like north and south or whatever like there's there's tier- clearly two different viewpoints on this and if the wrong side wins uh it's really gonna affect your life in a very negative way so i don't know if the situation were more dire i think i could see myself possibly i don't know right now it's like i don't give a fuck you guys. i want you guys to fight it out and kill you yeah but but, but no matter what side wins it's, it's the wrong side you're gonna have to fight them too I know. If the left takes, if, if you don't, if you join the right and the left wins, you got to fight the left. If you if you if you don't do anything and the right wins, then you got to fight the right. Right. There's always a coming fight, but it's a fight on two fronts. Sometimes there's two shitty options and one is less shitty than the other. Like let's say there's a gun to your head and there's a plate with poop in it or a, a cup with piss in it, and they're like, choose one or I'm gonna blow your brains out. Right. Most you know my answer. No, my answer is pull the trigger. That's less shitty. <laughs> okay, well, you know, people who want to live, they will yeah. say, okay, fuck it. I guess I'll have to drink this fist because it's definitely better than eating food. Yeah. E- either pull the trigger or then I start fighting back, right? And then now, now I'm in a fight to the death, but I'm not going to just allow the trigger to be pulled and I'm not going to eat shit and I'm not going to drink piss. Right. That's that. I'm not you know, I'm not limiting myself to those options. I might go down, but I'm going down swinging and I'm taking a piece of you with me. Well, that's it. You're a rare gem. Rich, so I appreciate you know, that. The, the average person is not gonna, is not going to take that view. Right. The average person is going to say they're going to swallow that fucking piss and say, God damn it, this sucks. But, you know, it's and, better than eating shit. And that's how you end up with Trump versus Hillary and Trump winning and then everyone bitching about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, yeah, I know, but that, I don't know because then otherwise Hillary would have won, right? So then it's well, kinda, yeah. I don't so know, it's ambiguous. Like, I, so they fight it out, and you still got to pick one. You still have to either attack Trump or attack Hillary, right? No matter who wins, it's no matter who won that fight. It's a shitty situation, and you still have to do battle. So why join one side but, just to have to fight later? Just, just relax and fight later. Because I. 
I don't want to eat shit. (laughs) Yeah, well, then fight back. You know, that's what I'm saying. Then fight back. (laughs) Don't don't pick shit or piss or die. Fight back. I mean, I didn't vote for Trump, obviously, but I'm saying if it was like a really dire situation, right? Like, let's yeah. say on one hand, we had the radical Islamic jihadists, right? And then on the other hand, we had Trump or like someone kind of normal. Yeah. I, I think if it, if it came down to it and I thought my vote fucking was going to decide the fate of 300 million Americans, probably I'd vote for Trump, I guess. You know, like uh, it's not the most principled thing to do, but fuck. Yeah. You and, know, and, like, it, and I would have... Fucking Sharia law, and either way, you got to fight, right? So why bother? Why bother with the voting part? You got to fight anyway. You got to fight Trump, or you got to fight Sharia law. Because it, just it's skip the middle. Affect my life, in a, in a, but it's going to affect my life in a very real fucking way. If uh, you know, if the Islamic State decides to you know be president or whatever. Okay. Like, I, this is a totally unrealistic scenario, but you, you get the point, right? Like that's gonna, that's really gonna affect my fucking life. Yeah, you know, shitty like shitty option A and shitty option everything. B is how we get into the situation we are now. Because everyone goes yeah, like, well, it's the lesser of two evils, but no one wants to fight. No one, no one wants to like, no one wants to fight the state. They're willing. They just you know pick a side and then hope it works out the best. And then you know like, okay, this is where my cards are now. And then this, so this is the best I can do given this situation, right? And and an an individual fight, right? If there's like one gun to my head. Right, maybe I win that fight, right? But if I'm standing in front of a firing squad and it's like eat shit or drink piss or you're gonna shoot, well, then I'm gonna get shot because I'm gonna rush and try to, you know, I'm like I said, take out as many as I can. But if there's like thirty of us facing a firing squad, you know, and it's like all right, all you eat piss or all you eat shit, right? Then all of a sudden it's you know, okay, we're all gonna rush it, and some of us aren't gonna make it, um, but no one else after us is gonna have to eat shit or drink piss. And I think that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When the, there's always a, there's always going to be a fight. It's who's going to make who's going to fight it, and why are you going to pick a side of someone who's not going to have your back later on? Who you're going to have to fight at back later, right? My my enemy of yeah, my enemy is I, still I, sometimes my enemy. I think the, a more realistic scenario would be you rushing by yourself. You get shot. Maybe one or two people join in, like let's say me and Matthew. Uh, but everyone else is drinking that piss. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was entirely inconsequential. Yeah, and 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 I and, right. well, and, I and again, that's why that's a bigger problem. I think we're running out of time. No, we're way over time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready final thoughts then. No, I'm good. Thanks, Bronson. Oh, great discussion. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us: uh, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com/slash/anarchistexperience. Uh, we didn't get to any of the show prep this week, but that's okay. The discussion was great. But if you want to participate in the show prep part of it. Uh, do that on the groups page, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience. And if you'd like to donate to the show financially, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.